the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Why can't conservatives and liberals just get along? They can. Welcome to The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us on your Thursday morning answer. We are practicing Friday all day long with our post-election coverage. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, and we're so happy to have you join us right here in our 6 o'clock club. Yes, you are a platinum member of the Morning Answer 6 o'clock club listening here as soon as the first words are spoken. I think it's the post post-election show, I think. <laughs> I have a uh, feeling this post-election show may go for about uh, 14 more days. I think at least a couple weeks before some things are decided. I'll tell you something in terms in of you, you, intuitive, in terms of this information here of why things are taking so long, Jennifer, on a Thursday morning answer, the Wall Street Journal here now, and there are different numbers of electoral votes that are being attributed. Wall Street Journal has Vice President, former Vice President Biden at 264 and our incumbent President Donald Trump at 214. These numbers are moving. We'll explore that in a moment. But as to why it's taking so long, again, I, I love the Wall Street Journal's reporting on this election. I think they've been spot on. I think I mentioned that to you a couple of months mm-hmm. ago. And on COVID and a lot of stuff. Election officials, Jen, in pivotal states like Pennsylvania, Nevada, North Carolina, Georgia, have long said that it will take additional time to tally votes. We touched on this yesterday as a result of the pandemic-driven surge of the mailed ballots. So you have that playing out, and they point out this morning in today's Thursday edition that lawyers potentially delaying the count further with lawsuits and litigation and procedural movements, which just eat up time, that will make even longer potentially the weight out of some of these states. Yeah, and I think maybe the easiest thing to do is first bring you up to speed. It does look today like Democrats will maintain control of the House. It does look like Republicans are going to be picking up seats, however, in the House, at least five. There are a lot of hot races, including here in California, which we'll tell you about. The Senate does appear to be going uh, continuing in Republican control. Right now it's at 47-47, depending on the count that you look at. Again, some media outlets awarding an additional Senate seat to Republicans, but for uh, the sake of being uh, just a, a a bit understated, we'll say right now it stands at 47-47, and it looks like Republicans will maintain control. As far as the electoral count, depending on where you look, you mentioned Wall Street Journal Fox News has given Arizona to Joe Biden. That brings him to 264 and uh, and President Trump at 213. According to CNN, they have not awarded the 11 electoral votes yet to, uh, pre- to uh, former Vice President Joe Biden, so the count for them is 253 to 213. But you know, Brent, I thought it would actually be easier because there's so much confusion as people are waking up this morning. I thought it might be easiest if we just kind of go state by state and tell you what's happening in the the contested states right now. Because yeah, I, think, it, I think it's very important to do in these uh, still too close to call states. And, and the morning answer here, uh, what we do in moments like this is we bring you reliable, dependable information. So when you have major news organizations reporting different electoral tallies, we'll report them to you. We'll attribute the numbers exactly. to the organization that's reporting it that way and give you uh, the important and 
confirmed information behind their numbers. And surprisingly, CNN is one of the only ones that has not yet awarded Arizona to Joe Biden. And so let's start there because Fox News was the first to award Arizona to Joe Biden, and they are really facing a lot of fire and criticism for that. In Arizona right now, expect a new vote dump, basically a new tally dump, because they're not updating continuously. They're updating in incrementally. And expect one of those to come probably around between nine and noon our time here. There should be some more votes coming in from Maricopa County. The Trump campaign has said that they feel that they are going to win Arizona by the margin of about 30,000 votes. Now, some media organizations said that that looks impossible to them, and so they are continuing to tally Arizona for Joe Biden. If President Trump wants to continue on this path, this is his uphill climb. His campaign has to be right. He has to win Arizona to to stay in this. His way, and you recall when it was first declared for the former Vice President Biden, we had noted on the morning answer it's the first time in 24 years yeah. the state of Arizona in a presidential race would go if it does go in doubt, in question uh, to a Democratic presidential candidate. And Fox News said that he would have to hit 57 percent of the vote that came out yesterday for him to stay competitive and to be able to flip that. They didn't think he could. Well, President Trump did, and he hit exactly 57 yesterday. So again, it's a tight race. There's a lot of counting going on. Some questions um, from people who were told that they could vote with the Sharpie in the state of Arizona. And then uh, the uh, the vote precincts basically throwing out Sharpie votes. So the attorney yeah. general has come in and said, well, we'll recount those mm. that have the vote in Sharpie since those voters were told that they could do that. So we can't leave Arizona without mentioning that supporters of President Trump took to an Arizona election center last night, Wednesday, to protest the ongoing ballot counting in the state of Arizona. Several hundred demonstrators gathered at the Maricopa County Recorder's Office, which is just outside of Phoenix in Arizona. Absolutely. And that is uh, primarily, again, because of this uh, Sharpie, Sharpie gate, I guess is what we can call it. Not so sharp. Whoever put the rules together there or enforced them. State officials have said as of yesterday that ballots marked with a Sharpie will be counted in Arizona despite claims to the contrary. All right, so let's move on to Nevada. Now, Nevada, they are still counting. There hasn't been a lot of contesting going on from either campaign in Nevada, but they are still counting. They're counting Clark County, which includes Las Vegas, and they're counting early vote ballots. So it does tend to favor Joe Biden. President Trump doesn't necessarily need Nevada to continue on, but it would be helpful. Nevada could also bring Joe Joe Biden to that 270. And that's really what he's he's looking for to hit that magic number. We may get results from Nevada today, but they are being very careful in how they're tallying. And uh, and again, we'll see if there's any inconsistencies or irregularities. Nevada, Clark County says that they should have uh, another bunch of ballots completed again before noontime today. So we should be getting an update from the state of Nevada. So you know how close it is in Nevada with 75 percent of precincts reporting here. We'll just give you a percentage. Uh, The former vice President Biden is in the lead with 49.3 percent of the vote of the Mm -hmm. popular votes. President Donald Trump is second, obviously, with 40. uh, I mean, obviously, because they're the two major candidates, 49.3 for Biden, 48.7 percent for President Trump. That That is 0.6 percent. Seventy five hundred votes is what is separating them right now. And again, still tens of thousands of ballots to count. They could favor Joe Biden, though, because they are coming from Clark County, which tends to be more blue and they are early voting. But with COVID, it is very hard to predict those early ballots because people from all walks may have cast their ballot in that way in Nevada. 
I blame that Sharpie situation quite seriously on COVID because some people were afraid to touch the stylus. It's, no, <laughs> no the they way. vote by pen, actually, oh, in Arizona. Okay. So you had but, to use a ballpoint pen, but some people were picking up that Sharpie instead. It was on, I read it, I think, on CDC's website. There was some concern people had about the stylus or touching it in states where they do it that way or touch a pen. I. Uh, I'm serious about that. You got that. to take the pen home from what I heard, which is oh, great. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> okay, so that's Arizona, Nevada. Let's talk about Pennsylvania, where President Trump's lawyers, including Rudy Giuliani, Pam Bondi, they showed up in Pennsylvania yesterday. They filed an injunction to stop some of the counting. Now, the reason they want to stop counting there, and remember, the Democrats had their day in court a few weeks ago in Pennsylvania. Now Republicans are taking the time for their day in court. And again, the battle is about whether or not ballots without postmarks should be counted. And I think that's a legitimate concern about where these ballots are coming from. Were they in at the deadline? Were they playing by the rules? This is what the Trump campaign is wanting to stop so that those ballots are not counted and not they can't not remove them from that count once they're in. And so they stopped everything to battle this out in the courts. So Pennsylvania expect that to take a couple of weeks and Pennsylvania will be key as well to a Trump victory if he manages to uh, to train to kind of change the tide here. Yes, and uh, and and we'll move quickly here to the other states as well. If you are someone of a certain age and you were paying attention to all this stuff back in the year 2000, we're hearing stories that are very similar. Actually, they sound exactly the same to what uh, both attorneys for then Governor George W. Bush and then Vice President Al Gore, of course, Bush, Governor Bush became President George W. Bush. The arguments are very similar. Uh, postmarks on ballots. And what happens in this environment is the, the camp, the, the campaign, quite literally, Literally, that that uh, that is fighting usually to include certain ballots, understand where those ballots are coming from generally. And uh, as attorneys will do, they'll try to throw out a disqualified ballots potentially coming from areas where there might not be so many votes for their candidate. And that is standard stuff. And it's uh, it's eerie when I think mm-hmm. about 20 years ago. Yeah. And we will actually um, you'll hear the Trump campaign now and the lawyers saying we want to count every vote. We want to count every legal Vote, And so that is where that those words matter. And they're looking to try to verify which votes are legal or not in that state. Pennsylvania is going to be one that is a fight. President Trump is up in uh, the polling there. He's up by uh, about three points, just under three points in uh, in Pennsylvania. And uh, because of that, he could hold on to his lead, certainly. But you have to make sure those late votes that are coming in are actually legitimate and legal ones. That's what his uh, his legal team is there to do. When yep. we come back, we'll talk about North Carolina and Georgia. Those are the other two states along with, Ar- uh, with Alaska that have not been uh, called yet for either candidate. Plus, there is still... A fight underway in Wisconsin and Michigan, which went to Joe Biden yesterday, but the fight is still on. Michigan flips out in a couple of different ways. And so does the Trump legal team. (laughs) Your Thursday morning answer continues. The morning answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Jen is the conservative crusader. Brian is our lovable liberal. Welcome to The Answer. Thanks for joining us. It is your Thursday morning answer. Post-post-election coverage, Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn. With you. Now, if you could fly away to one of these uh, contested Ooh. states, where and if you could fly there and be a fly on the wall, two flies, uh, while all the voting was going down and the and the and the ballots were being taken in and all of that, which state is most mysterious to you? Because we've got North Carolina and Georgia, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Michigan, Wisconsin. Which one gets your radar going, Horn? Pennsylvania, Georgia, and. Eh. 
Well, that's a lot Wisconsin. of radars. I know. But <laughs> if I had to go, I'd go to North Carolina because I could visit my family while I'm there. Oh, okay, fine. Actually, Wisconsin, so too. Smooth. My farm family is there in Wisconsin. That's perfect. I didn't <laughs> mean Uncle to go George. have dinner. I meant to go watch the mysterious voting <laughs> situation. Okay, so we have been – we thought it would be easy to start out our 6 o'clock club. Well, not easy. It's very complicated. But to go state by state to tell you which states have not yet been called, where there's some controversies, even if they have been called, and to just kind of yep. keep things straight because, really, there are so many stories that you're hearing as you wake up this morning about lawsuits, about stalled vote counts, about mail-in ballots. And so we've talked about Arizona. We talked about Nevada. We talked about Pennsylvania. So let's go south a bit and talk about Georgia and North Carolina. North Carolina, I would anticipate, and again, it's 2020, anything can happen. I would anticipate that it is called for Trump today because President Trump is still up in the polls. Again, it's a tight race. Um, if it gets any- Two and a half percent of the votes that have been counted. Right. And if it gets any tighter, they would probably allow Joe Biden to ask for a recount where he certainly will in Georgia. We'll talk about that. I misspoke. It's one and a half. One and a half percent in North Carolina. And North Carolina has not had a lot of uh, legal challenges. It seems that both the Trump and Biden campaign have kind of come to terms with the fact that that is probably ultimately going to be a Trump state for all intents and purposes. So that one we should hear from probably today expected to be called from President Trump unless something crazy happens. Now, North Carolina is a state with 15 electoral votes. As you hear this conversation and a key going race. on, what my love? And a key Senate race, too. A in that key state. Senate race uh, as well. When you hear all these uh, states talked about, understand Pennsylvania electoral votes, the biggest prize with 20. Mm hmm. So uh, that num- these numbers all matter. They all do, and especially when things are this close and we're talking about states being assigned, maybe reversed. I mean, there's a whole lot going on here. It's not over yet, and I'm not saying that that means Trump's pulling out a win. I just mean it is not over yet. We have to wait for all of these challenges to to, to actually get done. Now, in Georgia, the Trump campaign has filed a vote-counting lawsuit, and the margin in Georgia has narrowed significantly over the last several days. Just a few thousand votes separating these candidates, I think – Last time I checked, it was about 23,000 Yeah, we, we spoke a moment ago about 0.6% of a vote difference in, uh, I believe it was the state of Arizona. Take a look here. Well, I'm looking for you guys. Georgia, the difference between President Trump, who is in the lead, second place, popular votes, is a former Vice President Biden, 49.6% for President Trump, 49. Two percent, less than half of one percent uh, behind the president trailing is the former vice president Biden, the challenger in this 2020 presidential race. How about those pollsters with that 11 point edge to Joe Biden? I mean, think about what we're talking about here. These are really just teeny tiny margins. And uh, of course, Georgia will probably be a state where we will see a recount no matter which way it goes. Um, and certainly these these candidates are entitled to one. I believe Trump will probably come out on top in Georgia. But certainly when it's that close, Joe Biden would have every right, his campaign, to ask for a recount in the state. It's important as we, we're presenting this information because, and, and we're making what is confusing uh, uh, consumable for all of us because, by the way, we need it to be consumable to be able to say it. So uh, understand in some of these states, recounts trigger automatically mm-hmm. when vote totals are so close. In some other states, we'll see legal efforts to make the recounts happen. That will depend on the vote totals as they are uh, – counted in that moment and the and the 
election law in the particular state. That's right. Now, the lawsuit in Georgia was filed in uh, Savannah, actually, near one of their big population centers in Georgia. That's from the Trump campaign. Biden was winning that county by a 16-point margin. That triggered something within the Trump campaign. The lawsuit asked the judge to make sure county officials are keeping track of all late-arriving mail-in ballots, but not counting them, according to uh, the state's voter rules. The filing includes an affidavit in which a registered poll worker claims he saw 53 late ballots mixed in with the other. So uh, that's where that lawsuit is in Georgia. So some legal battles in the state. Keep an eye on that. We should get some more information today. Now, let's talk about two states. Alaska is ridiculous. Alaska should be called for Trump. He's up by 70 percent. He's got 70 percent of the And four vote. people live there, right? And I mean, there's four people who right, live there. Including Brad Anderson, who yeah, our is our old Brad. station manager, and we love him so much. And what is going on in Alaska, Brad? Please. It's but very cold, I think. There. It, and then maybe it, have people freezes. frozen? Have the media, <laughs> the media, are they freezing right now? So let's talk about Michigan and Wisconsin, because both of those states yesterday, well, on election night, we're leaning towards Trump. There was an infusion of 100,000 votes only for Biden, not one going to Trump in Wisconsin, 138,000 going only to Biden, not to Trump in Michigan. We came in yesterday, did this program, and by the end of the day yesterday, those states had been called for Biden. Now, there are some things happening here. Okay, <laughs> but, but right. No, it, it's important to point out that Michigan did flip and was called for the former vice Correct. president, uh, Joe Biden. Both of them, uh, Wisconsin and Michigan, did get called for Joe Biden. Yes, That's right. Yesterday and Michigan and Wisconsin are now on the top of the things to do list for Trump's legal team. That's right. And uh, so uh, it, first in Wisconsin, where it's a little easier, President Trump's team is just asking for uh, a simple recount. They want a recount of votes. They want to make sure that their 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 legal team has access because one of the things that was reported yesterday is that the number of votes coming into Wisconsin was actually more than the number of registered voters. So that triggered alarm bells. Now, the number that people were using was a 2018 number. So that had been debunked. But the number from 2020 of registered voters compared to the number of people who actually voted would mean that they had a 90% voter turnout rate, which is incredibly high. The national average right now is at 67%. And in the past, Wisconsin is very consistent with having about 50 to 60% voter turnout. So it's a stretch to believe that they had 90% voter turnout. Now, if they did, good on them. But of course, this is going to ring alarm bells with the Trump campaign. And rightly so. I would say this for Biden's campaign as well. I agree with you. To make sure that every legal vote is counted and And nothing else thrown in. This is why, certainly in California, in in most states where there's a secretary of state and and that person who is elected is has the responsibility of executing and securing elections in that state. Now, what seems to be so strange about this Wisconsin story is there seems to be in dispute on the day of the election or two days. Yeah, two days ago when people in person were voting in Wisconsin seems even right now there's a dispute about how many people in the state are actually registered to vote. Right. So it, it, more votes come in than people who seem to be registered on the books. Well, this is fundamentally... It's a head scratcher. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's fundamentally something that is important. And, and sometimes we don't think about people like Secretary of State. But 
this is inexcusable, this yeah. this discrepancy. You have to know how and many a, people – The thing is, if it's true, like I said, if it is, you know, 89 percent of voters turned out, if 90 percent of voters, then, then that's great. But you also have to understand why people who are fans of President Trump are going to ask for some justification on well, that. Well, people who can do math as well. People could do math because right. I – you know, I'm not Einstein. But if you tell me there's seven people registered to vote in a town and we get ten ballots that come in, I'm going to go – Yeah. A lot of uh, talk about Michigan too will – wrap that one up here. Michigan, uh, the claim is that there were a lot of boxes of votes that were found and turned in after the deadline, and they are being included in those vote totals. There are also claims that poll workers for President Trump, because each party gets to have their own poll observers basically in there, were told to leave. And actually, Project Veritas, who does a lot of these exposés, put out videos yesterday of these Republican poll workers being told to leave the room, leave the room. And so that will be, again, a part of the conversation. And certainly having just a, you know, 20 to 30,000 votes separating these candidates, we're talking recounts, we're talking some some significant questions from That's the Trump right. campaign in those two states. Uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, right now, the electoral vote totals for former Vice President Biden is at 264, according to the Wall Street Journal. And President Donald Trump is at 214. Other news organizations have numbers that are different than that, and we'll have those for you as well. That count looks better for former Vice President Joe Biden, but the Trump campaign is chiming in and how they think that this race will flip in their direction, plus some updates on local races here in the state of California. As your Thursday morning answer continues. News and talk you can trust. The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us on your Thursday morning answer practice Friday, post-post-election day coverage all morning long. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, and Brian, some may be saying this map just doesn't look great for President Trump. The Some electoral map. It, it, well, quite frankly, it doesn't, in it my doesn't. opinion, and, and mathematically, it does not. And it doesn't. And also, I'm not saying that at all. By the way, when I say it doesn't look great, I also will tell you I think there was a lot of funny business that went on that needs to be investigated. So I'm not willing to just, you know, I, I want to give it the time that it needs so that every legal vote can count. And I think that's the only fair way to look at all of it. I this. said that to you yesterday. I say it today. When something as sacred as democracy and the election of an American president is clouded by legitimate Legal concerns or other concerns, they ought to be fully looked at. And that is, by the way, guys, and Jen, you know this, what is adding to the time here waiting on these Mm -hmm. states. Uh, And again, the mail-in ballots, the pandemic COVID era election, that has delayed as well. A lot of questions that need to be answered. And I have to just tell you one thing because it – because, you know, sometimes I'm, you know, I make fun of you a little bit. I make fun of your man purse. But, oh, I make fun of me. I think it's fun. But I do want to tell you that I love doing this with you because I oh, trust that your heart is in line with mine. And that is more than any candidate. And I know that you would love to see a President Biden and I would love to see a President Trump. More than anything, I think we prioritize what's good and right for the country. And so I just wanted to tell you because I don't think you get told enough that I appreciate that about you. Oh. Because what what really makes I, me it, what makes me sad about. more than the prospect of President Trump losing is that there is going to be another four years, whoever gets into the White House, that's right, of fifty percent of the country delegitimizing this person because they're going to think there's funny business involved, and that is inexcusable. We can do better than that. We should do better than that. There should be a ton of transparency when it comes to our election, and this is kind of what I was worried about. And I know we actually argued a bit about it because I think. 
Well, we because both care we do about sometimes. Yeah, but we both care about COVID and all of this. But this is what my argument was about these states that just rolled out a brand new system of voting because of COVID. It wasn't that I didn't want, I wanted people to put themselves at risk to go vote. It's just that. I had real questions about whether or not it was going to to work because this to me is the ultimate nightmare scenario because it makes people lose faith in the country. It makes people lose faith in uh, in the system in our republic and the way we carry out democracy here. And I think. That is so dangerous because people are already losing faith. And to do this even more is just going to be rough. And whoever gets elected at the end of this is going to be carrying that around their neck for the next four years. On the morning of, of, of Election Day on Tuesday, many headlines said an anxious country, an anxious America heads out to mm-hmm. vote. Well, here we are on Thursday. And the same anxious country is now waiting for the votes to be counted on a different layer of anxiety. Thank you for what you said. Uh, and I feel the same way about you. And it's most important uh, with the morning answer here. I know that folks don't uh, – when it comes to, you know, how do you feel about X, Y, Z? Folks don't always agree with us. But one of the things that's always made me most proud is when they talk to people, they say, well, we don't maybe agree with Brian. Well, they say that a lot. Does he really believe that? <laughs> but we believe he's telling the truth. Right. When he, and same for Jennifer, of course. So so you can trust us on, on these matters. We bring this reliable, dependable information. And just as I was walking back in this room in a COVID-compliant, uh, quarantined in the same <laughs> building in separate studios, morning answer, I went to get some coffee in, another, in a totally empty uh, kitchen. It's the way I like it, fully sanitized. I was thinking about the presidential elections of my lifetime. This will be very brief. I was four when Jimmy Carter beat Gerald Ford, so I don't remember that election, but it was very close. Then I'm getting older. 80 is a landslide. Mm -hmm. Reagan wins. 84, Walter Mondale wins one state. 88, 11 states go to Dukakis. The former and late President George H.W. Bush wins. So there's three in a row. It's not even a contest. So I'm growing up in an America where it's actually almost maybe not even that interesting to some folks, especially a teenager, right? 1992, you got three candidates gets a little – 96. Clinton beats Dole. So there have been so many elections where there – and I would say most of them. There is a clear – Winner, but but these results in this time speak to the divide in our country. It's not to delegitimize the divide. If people feel differently and they do, well, this is a democracy and all are in. But these vote totals are a manifestation of that divide with races too close to call in more than half a dozen states. Yeah, and we're starting to disagree on what truth is. And that to me is also very disturbing because even when people were divided on politics in the past, we always came together on a truth and we just felt differently about that truth. Now, we aren't we aren't doing that anymore. I mean, look, all you have to do is look at the polls, look at some of the media bias and some of the stuff that's been going on and you go, gosh, we don't even we don't even have like a baseline anymore. And that that can be really troubling and it make it troubles me for the future because I I think at least in the past when we were divided, we had that. And just to put into perspective how divided we are and how this election is this close. The numbers that Biden has already hit in popular vote and the number that Trump will hit once they award the rest of the states, both of them got more votes than President Obama did in his historic election back in 2008. And it shows you how many people are motivated to speak with their vote. Correct. So a lot of people turned out. This is a record-breaking turnout year. And think about how close we are. So for all of you dinghies out there who think that your vote doesn't count – done with you because it does there are elections that are being determined by hundreds of votes not even thousands and it is very close in the scheme of things and it seems like sometimes and i know we have more information on these states what we all know as citizens and voters and people who live in america seems to be lost 
not that they don't live in America and they're citizens and voters too, but it seems to be lost on a lot of state governors. Elections are state business. It's a state and a governor and secretary of state in 50 different beautiful American states to coordinate, execute safely, securely, cast votes, count votes, etc. The fact that the country's so divided, the fact that we knew the turnout was so high, the fact that the circumstances were left apparently as they were to allow for so much doubt here 36 hours after polls close, and it's going to go on now with legal challenges, is in my opinion, is a dereliction of duty in in some state capitals. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is serious stuff. There's nothing more serious in America than voting. And it should not be politicized. And so you had had a political... A statement made by the Pennsylvania Attorney General who came out and said, there's no way that President Trump will win in our state. That was before the election. That is a, a do you want to talk about a dereliction of duty? The person who is the Secretary of State in these uh, in these states that have become so important in, in any state should try to keep themselves out of politics. They should try not to make election predictions because you know what? That, senti- that sentiment will come back to haunt him. If President Trump was up by 3, 6% of the vote and then all of a sudden goes on to lose Pennsylvania, they'll say, well, of course, the, uh, the Secretary Secretary of State told us that he was going to make sure that President Trump didn't win. But I do want you to hear Tim Murtaugh's path to victory, because I think this is maybe uh, the crux of what Trump is looking at this morning. His campaign is looking at how, given this map, does the Trump campaign think they will go on to victory? This is what the campaign manager, Tim Murtaugh, said last night. Well, we filed one in Michigan today because we want uh, we need to have meaningful access. According to state law, we're allowed to observe when ballots are being opened and counted, and they were preventing us from doing that. So we want that. We also are joining the case uh, in Pennsylvania to have the Supreme Court address what Pennsylvania did. They actually effectively moved Election Day. They moved it back three days and allowed the receipt of ballots beyond what the state legislature had set. We're also asking for meaningful access in Pennsylvania so that our poll watchers uh, can see what is actually happening. We don't know why these uh, Democrat operatives in these election locations are blocking us from, uh, from watching that. Right. And, so and again, Rudy Giuliani, Arizona, Tim. Pennsylvania follows Arizona. The president is also going to win Pennsylvania. And when that occurs, he will be, in fact, reelected. So Mayor Giuliani, this, this order, Arizona and then Pennsylvania and then the president's reelected. Mayor- the count is on, Whitman. Greetings. I am the count. Do you know why they call me the count? Hmm. Because I love to count things. Oh. And the secretary votes, of state of Wisconsin joining us here on the morning answer. For us. Well, get to counting, count. I think he likes now, that. Hold right? on, count. Hold on now. You stop. Uh, open these. That's uh, what uh, Trump said. Hold on, Pennsylvania. You hold stop on counting. There, count. I can count too. We can all count. I mean, one for me, two for me, one for him. I mean, you know, it's just it, these folks have to be responsible, and they're hearing these legal challenges that will just delay the results uh, being made. Absolutely, available. we'll have more on those legal challenges, plus your decisions on what happens in some key congressional races right here in California. As your Thursday morning answer continues. Every morning, breaking news and talk you can trust. This is The Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thursday morning answer, Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, and we are watching this very tight race for the presidency. Claims of voter fraud, voter irregularities, those are being investigated right now by the courts being pulled into this battle. Across the board, it looks like Republicans picking up some seats in the House of Representatives, but Democrats will maintain their majority. It looks like Republicans maintain their majority in the Senate. Democrats picking up one seat here at home. There are some really tight 
races in Orange County, particularly uh, just a few thousand votes separating Young Kim, who still is in the lead against the incumbent. Gil Cisneros will have an update on that race in a few moments. Brian, I know you've been tracking that one. Yeah, our friend Young Kim, who joined us uh, just, uh, I guess it was late last week. Uh, she's a friend. Of the, she's a very nice lady and a very intelligent, very capable lady, too. Yeah. Uh, she always seems to be in elections that are... Close and complicated. Imagine and that. that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the environment, and it's Orange County again. And it's ballot so, harvesting in California. I mean, really, truly, she was called on election day as the winner, and was the winner for like a week before all of the votes that they found were counted. And I don't know. Again, this is distrust in our democracy, and I think it at least requires a piece of the conversation about whether or not this tactic is is right. It's legal, but is it really right? Well, one of the interesting stories here, and it's what we're talking about with the mail-in balloting, with the counting of uh, the presidential ballots to determine on January 20 of of, uh, 2021 who will be sworn in as uh, take the oath of office, I should say, as America's president. The mail-in ballot now requiring, and I'm reading from a report here, uh, while requiring a postmark, and maybe you heard this on election day, mm-hmm. mail your ballot by midnight. If it's postmarked, that is, you mailed it on election day, well, then everything should be fine. Okay, so the required postmark on an absentee ballot is designed to ensure, Jen, that the piece of mail was sent before election day and that it doesn't get thrown out because of slow mail delivery. Say right. maybe it shows up today, Thursday. It's not a perfect indicator of when a piece of mail has gone through the postal system, in part, according to CNN, because not all mail receives a postmark yeah it's uh, and we have tens of millions of people voting by mail right it, it, sometimes it's like the postage paid envelopes that don't get a certain postmark Just, business class mail sometimes right? yeah to bring you up to speed on race number 39 district 39 young kim is winning uh in that race 50.3 percent to 49.7 really close literally 2,000 and some ballot some ballots uh, separating them in another tight race in the 48th district that's harley Rauda's seat used to be dana rohrbach seat. Harley Rauta losing to Michelle Steele, 50.4 to 49.6. Again, uh, 8, 9, 10, 11, 3,000 votes separating them. And in the 25th, Mike Garcia losing to Christy Smith by 2,000 votes. These races all too tight, too close to call at this point. Uh, just about between 77 and 89 percent of uh, precincts reporting, depending on the race that you're looking at. Uh, you can join us, by the way, all morning long at 855-785-8255. Tony is waking up in Long Beach. Tony, are you staying sane through this crazy election process? What are you seeing? What election you guys are talking about? Is there an election going on? Yeah, right. <laughs> Tony's don't like, you I wish just wanted sometimes to call you, about the weather. <laughs> don't you wish you could actually wake up and that would be your honest thought for just a second? But right. uh, there's no fatigue here. We we uh, we try to bring it with a smile here in this information. It's very important. It's very meaningful issues. Thank you for the call, Tony, in Long Beach this morning. By the way, Long Beach, the city with the best weather in Southern California every day when they add them up, you guys have the best weather. Go ahead, Tony. Absolutely. And I'm a little disappointed if it's true about Wisconsin with the uh, voter turnout. Yeah. You know, historically it's been 70%, and now it's almost equivalent of being like a C-minus student, and all of a sudden you get an exam final, and then if you're smart, you go from a C-minus to a C, maybe a C-plus, but they went from a C-minus to an A. Yeah, but it does happen. I mean, from the other side, it does happen that that the circumstances in the country, the divide, the emotions associated with the division uh, – compel people to vote. I mean, that's a that's very real here. A lot of people haven't voted before voting. It, but you think that, that extent is not possible, Tony? 
Well, Brian, uh, uh, the United States as a total is around 6%, and Wisconsin's at almost 90 so I yep. just don't think those It doesn't seem possible. And let me actually, because we both really like Kimberly Strassel, who uh, writes for the Wall Street Journal. I think she's a trusted yep. journalist. And uh, Tony and Brian, let me share this with you, because I think it's interesting when we talk about Wisconsin. She said yesterday on Twitter at about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm legitimately interested, confused by this. I checked, and the top number is indeed Wisconsin's active registered voter number as of November 1st. The what bottom, is that number? Uh, 3,684,726 People registered voters. to vote if they'd like to go and do it. Correct. Wisconsin's active registered voter as of November 1st. The bottom is approximately what has been counted, which has been 3,288,771 votes. Oh, that is, that is an 89% turnout. Now, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel is claiming a 71% state turnout. This is where the questions start. I'm not sure where it gets this, but that would make more sense given the populace. Milwaukee didn't exceed 83% turnout and Dane County lower. Do the math on the rest of the state, and they would need to bump up the state average to 89%, which would require some of the precincts to report 100% turnout. Now, Wisconsin has same-day voter registration, but to be at 71%, they would have had to do 900,000 same-day registrations yesterday. And she said, if I'm doing my math wrong, somebody please tell me, but this is how I figure it out. She said, is this possible conceivable? That would be akin to increasing Wisconsin's registered voting population by up to 30% in one day. It would also suggest that if those same-day registrations didn't happen, Wisconsin would have had a ridiculously low turnout. So again, it doesn't make sense either way. She says, I suppose it's possible that the turnout was higher than 71%, but that would be wild given the state's own history and what we saw elsewhere yesterday. And even an 80 percent turnout would still require huge same-day registration. Surely a record tally of those same-day registrations must exist. It would therefore seem a straightforward proposition to set the numbers record straight. Again, explain if I'm missing something. And basically said that if you got the high turnout, fantastic. Show us how you got there. Tony in Long Beach, I think you can agree that that's probably the question on a lot of our minds today. Well, when I lived there and went to college, it was pretty much beer and brats and uh, you know, going to bars in every corner. So it wasn't too many rock the votes. When Did I you go to the there. University of Wisconsin? No, I went to uh, Concordia University. Oh, I think oh, oh, north of Milwaukee. I only asked that. Tony, thanks Milwaukee. for that. And, you know, look, I don't want to discount people in Wisconsin. My, my Uncle George, my family, some of my dad's family live there. And it's not, yes, it's beer and brats, but it's not po- impossible that people are taking interest in this election. I think a lot of people have, but can it justify those numbers? And I think the, really the onus is now on Wisconsin to turn over those numbers and that proof because it's a legit question. Ruby in Redlands, you're on the morning answer with Brian and Jen. Good morning. Hi, Brian and Jen. I, um, I think what Trump's doing is smart to take it to the Supreme court. And, um, because you can't trust the left, you can't trust the, Postal Service, all the mail that's been dumped and it's been on the news, it's been on camera, um, you well, know, regular mail, the- and then Trump mail and dump, found in uh, bin, dumped trash bins. And um, also there's 300,000 ballots that are missing that went through mm-hmm. the Postal Service, but it didn't exit. Yeah, I saw a lot of those people who were saying, hey, you know, we could track our ballots. Mine never made it in yesterday. And that's legit. I do want to say thank you for the call, Ruby. And it's not like President Trump is going to take this to the Supreme Court tomorrow. It's got to work its way up the court system. So there has to be legitimate claims before it'll even sit to get to the Supreme Court. And I appreciate what what Ruby says. Look, some 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 tampering 
some inefficiency, some votes not being counted that you get to that because people are doing nefarious and bad things. You also get to it when there's uh, just an inefficient, inept kind of incompetent system in place in a state to count and tabulate votes. Now, just to add to the confusion of Wisconsin and all of this, only about an hour ago, the USA Today uh, blares a headline and I'll just read it. Fact check. That spike in the Wisconsin vote tally was expected and legitimate, not fraud. Uh, They're fact-checking over at the USA Today, and they're using that term, and they say the Biden votes came out of nowhere. That's the claim in Wisconsin. They're saying it's – here's their fact-check. Wisconsin has more registered voters than ballots cast. The fact that that is a disputed issue when we're electing a president is unforgivable. Also, I think it was what I addressed earlier, which is there was a story going around using the 2018 number that's been amended. So there were not more ballots cast in registered voters. They're using the 2020 number. But as Kimberly Strassel broke out, you would need 900,000 people to register to catch up with the trajectory of what they're reporting out of Wisconsin. And that's through the centennial. That's not even a a disputed number. So uh, there are still questions. Appreciate you. USA Today setting the clarification on that, but the storyline has been updated with the new numbers and they still don't work out. All right, uh, local races in the focus, and we'll bring you up to speed on just when we will get some results from some of the states that are still counting as your Thursday morning answer continues.